0: Hey guys, it's me, Alex, and I am opening this show with a little bit of plug-ola. Do not fast-forward, you fucks. I wrote my book. I've been talking about it for years. This is a very important thing for me, so if you can spare yourself uh, the time, the energy, and the money to go to Amazon.com and look for Periphery by Alex Bolin. Alex is always spelled with two X's. If that doesn't come up or you can't find it, please go to alexcast.com books. And that asks is because I've written a previous book. So yes, uh, I would very much like for you to check it out. Um, If you like it, please leave a nice review on Amazon.com. If you don't like it, pretend you didn't read it because I don't want shitty reviews. The main thing is buy it. Uh, If you have a Prime account, it is discounted in paper form and you are allowed to buy it from... uh, Oh, not buy it, sorry. You can um, uh, borrow it from the Kindle um, library or whatever that system is. And it's free for you for like 30 days or something. You read it and lend it to other people and all that kind of good stuff. So I'm trying to give uh, everybody the opportunity to, uh, uh, you know, read the book because it's something I very much care about. Uh, This is something I've been working on for a while. And if I can, not that, uh, not that I particularly, you know, it's not like I'm doing this for money, but you know, if I can sell enough copies and it makes, you know, it makes it seem like people are interested, you know, really kind of, invigorates me to write the next book and the next one, and the next one. So just, you know, please remember that this is an important thing for me. So if you're listening to this and you care at all about me, uh, leave a uh, fun review or, you know, buy the book. And that would be really, uh, really great of you to do. Because, uh, again, this is actually important. This isn't like me trying to get money. This is a, you know, kind of a life goal kind of thing. This is uh, This is, you know, the meaning of what I'm trying to do. And uh, this is the first step in it, and you guys can have a direct, uh, you know, influence on my later life by supporting uh, this side of it. So yeah, I very much hope that you guys do it, because uh, can't stress enough, this is actually something important. theres I don't find things important. I don't get angry. I don't particularly get happy. Uh, I, I am a numb person through and through, uh, and then I cut myself and listened to Nine Inch Nails. Oh, sorry, my time machine was on. I was, Speaking for myself at fifteen, uh, but yeah, uh, check it out. So it's called uh, *Periphery*, and uh, it's a pretty good book. It's kind of like um, it's like magical realism, and uh, I've described it. It's kind of like an experiment in quantum storytelling. You know, you are bringing your own view of the story you know your your participation in the story changes the outcome depending on you know your observation interesting anyway the point is buy it buy many buy it for your friends uh if you're a wealthy person buy 60 if you're somebody that's offended by it buy 250 and start a book burning i would love it so yes periphery on amazon uh please search for alex bolin alex with two x's or uh go to alexcast.com slash books and that is that so thank you very much for listening to me, and uh, this is not a paid advertisement, because I only uh, take money for four shows a week, but I would like to remind you to go to facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. They are a regular sponsor, and um, I'm just giving this one for free, so it's kind of fat-ass, but it's uh, um, facebook.com slash thestandardpdx. That's the bar hangout at it, and they are a fantastically lovely group of people, and I would like you to go there. It's in uh, Portland. It's on uh, Northeast 22nd, right off of East Burnside. And yeah, it's the standard. So uh, I'm going to play the outscast theme. And honestly, this was a really fun episode with Teo. Uh We talked about all sorts of fun, weird, ancient knowledge shit. Uh, if you are a skeptic, I think you should listen to this one and uh, try to rebuke the things we say by researching them. I'd find it interesting. Not to say that you won't be able to, I just would find it interesting too. So yes, uh, hit the theme, you I don't know, I was going to say hit the theme you and then followed it by some kind of like negative terminology, like you piece of shit, like pretending I had a producer, but I don't, I'm sitting here alone, it's it's exactly midnight, ooh, the witching hour, and I'm talking into a microphone. So yes, uh, enjoy. Oh, and one more thing, sorry about the clicking noise you're going to hear during the show, I had a problem with uh, some of my sound card settings, so I had to go to the old style of doing Skype calls, and just one of the unfortunate side effects is a clicking noise, I tried to do noise removal as much as I can, uh, and it took a lot out. So just understand that it was a lot worse when I started. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, uh, just ignore that. Cause honestly, it's a really good show and you stop hearing the clicks after a while because you get used to it. Yes. Okay. No, really, the theme is happening. No. Oh, please, no. welcome to hi my name is alex and i'm recording a podcast on this podcast i have mateo hello sir how are you doing, buddy? I'm I'm doing well now that we have all of the gremlins. So, well not we. Now that I have the gremlins taken out of only my machine and everything you did was proper. Uh yeah. <laughs> and I didn't Me and
1: technology don't have the greatest relationship.
0: Yeah. I the thing is I feel like I know what I'm doing at times. Mm-hmm. And then every time uh technology likes to remind me that it's not actually a logical thing made of ones and zeros it is some form of occult gnostic magic that must be appeased in strange <laughs> ways i have the work i th- know
1: there's some this there's
0: yeah i have the working theory that uh this is this is like a it, it's an anger box like it's got it feeds off my my fears and angers so all it wants to do is start breaking when i'm in the <laughs> well like right right after i haven't saved for a while or when it's at the most inopportune for me to get angry, because that's the only way it can keep itself alive. <laughs>
1: <Yeah. clears throat> it's like a natural effect of
0: the lazy bugs taking over everybody's mind. The byproduct is like mass amounts of giant burst of anger and shit. Yeah, that's well. That's going to be the that's going to be the the actual like revolution. It's not going to be it's not going to be the robots taking over. It's just going to be like the psychic warfare on a technological level. Which I mean, obviously, yeah. that, that's the way. I it
1: I wouldn't see that being too far off.
0: Yeah, uh, I I do, but, you know, that's because I'm, I don't know, I have nothing to finish that thought with. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still like, kind of, like, fucking annoyed with everything. My brain, I'm going to tell you the truth, my brain has been a melted pile of candle wax ever since I hit print on that book. Um, yeah. No, like, no, I can't think in proper ways, and, uh, and yeah, it's fine. So, anyway, how are you?
1: I'm hanging in there, still dealing with that kidney stone bullshit.
0: Oh yeah, that sounded not fun.
1: Yeah. Although I did get to fulfill the lifelong journey on a party through my dick, so that was cool.
0: Well, I mean, that is a really I mean you're a positive person and that's it's <laughs> nice that it's nice that you could find find like the bright side to that situation. But Yeah,
1: it was followed by a giant gush of blood too, but it still didn't get me down and I just had to laugh.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of horrible. <laughs> Though I did like the fact that you got to tell me something along the lines of, you got to have a laser shot in your dick, so that's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, just, I'm, a, I'm an honest guy, I guess. <laughs> oh, an no, oversharing sharing honest guy. I have most of my last episode, well not most of my last episode, I spent a majority of my last episode talking about a cyst I had in my ball, so, you know, we're we're good, don't even worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we're on the same page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything perfect. I, I didn't get any, you know, laser dick out of it, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's still the wonders of modern medicine and uh men who have not evolved past the eighth grade level uh in the entirety of history yep
1: <laughs> but it it was probably the only time I wasn't nervous about this whole situation. I just laughed for a second I yeah. was like, I didn't care if that's supposed to happen that's that's pretty funny, <laughs>
0: yeah, also. Well, I mean, I guess at that point it's not even that horrifying because you're kind of expecting something weird. But it's like, ah, dick fart. Oh, blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's It went like that, but I was laughing, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well, you know, and and in the end, it, you know, we're all worked out and good and no more kidney stones, I suppose. Or at least you didn't have to pee them out. No.
1: No, I don't.
0: Because uh, I don't know if you ever watched the, the Deadwood show.
1: Uh, just a little bit. My wife got into it a lot. I didn't get to get into it as much.
0: Oh, you should you should definitely watch it because there's a uh, well, at least towards the end of I think the second season, the um, the kind of I don't remember his name Schillinger or something like a Schrodinger or something. The um, he he's kind of the 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 one that owns the whorehouse, and uh, he gets a kidney stone, and they spend the episode kind of based around that. And they have the doctor shoving like a a metal bar down his dick hole, cause it's like you know the 1800s, and that's what you do back then. Oh boy, it was, ooh, that's a fucking unpleasant episode to watch. So now, now that you've now that you've covered through this, you can you could bask in the glory of uh, modern medicine by watching the 1800s guy get a literally just a metal like a like a drink fucking the uh, uh, straw shoved in his on in his you know, Mr. Happy.
1: <laughs> Dude, I will definitely watch it. That's 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 the first thing I thought when this first started happening is what the fuck did people do for this back in the day? Yeah. Because the pain is is ridiculous. The 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 pain that, that would happen. Like even when I was in the emergency room, I was just laying on the floor screaming.
0: Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, back then apparently you did that or I get uh you get passed it the natural way or it's supposed to die. Uh.
1: Yeah, I wonder what stuffing a metal straw did.
0: <laughs> don't you want to pull it out?
1: They just kind of stuff it back in his kidney and wait a few months until it happens again, or what? Yeah,
0: I don't... You know, I think I actually did look this up, what it did. I think it actually does work in some weird way. I don't really, like... There was something to do with it, like, maybe because it was, like, stuck on a wall or something, so you, like, jostle it around. So, it, like, I think it's basically just kind of like the... Like, like if you have, a if you have a, like, a, a clog in your drain, where it's just, like, you just keep, like, smushing it around a little bit, and then eventually it'll pass through, and... You know it's going to be the most painful thing ever, and you're probably not going to live. But again, 1800s, What the fuck else are you going to do?
1: Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, it sounds like it would work if it would loosen it up. Because that's that was the problem with mine is that it just wasn't moving. It wouldn't move. It was too big. There's like a thirty percent chance of passing it, so it was fucking extra painful.
0: Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah, that's really horrible. <laughs> I remember uh, actually. This this kind of leads good to uh, you know the world that we like to talk about is when I was in seventh grade, I had the science teacher called Mister Ruffner. And, uh, he, like, he was this dude, he was, like, he was a little into Bigfoot and shit. So, which hmm. was kind of weird for, like, I mean, not that weird, but, like, this was, I guess, like, yeah, the early 90s, late 80s. And, uh, no, early 90s, yeah. And, uh, he had, like, this vial of, uh, kind of highlighter-colored fluid on his desk that he that he had labeled Sasquatch urine. Oh, and, God. uh, yeah, he was just this weirdo dude, and he was kind of, like, into Bigfoot, and he, like, thought it existed. But, back then, you didn't really hear that much about it, you know, pre-internet, so it wasn't... You know, pre squatching or whatever the fuck that shit that Rogan talks about is, you know. Yeah. But he was kind of, uh, he was obsessed with uh, Bigfoot, but he, in front of a seventh grade class, told us of the stories of him passing his kidney stones and, uh, and how one was, you know, the size of like a marble uh, it, that he had to push through and, him talking about it being like a religious experience and, and uh, oh. you know the idea of like giving birth was compared. So that that was this that was this imagery that stuck with me until my later years <laughs> when I when I start to, you know, as we all start to fall apart in our you know in the late twenties. I'm like, oh god, really that's just the one thing in on the list. Just let me skip that one. <laughs> like I'll like get <laughs> me an appendicitis. What are all, all the other normal shit the guy's gotta go through, like wait, that's fine. Just give me those. But just just let me skip that one. Just that one, please God. <laughs>
1: No kidding. I wasn't ever really worried about it. my buddy just got him and uh, they were able to do that they have that sonic vibration I guess it's sound waves or electronic waves that they just rub this thing on your back. It hurts like shit from what he said but it just breaks up the stone so you can just pass it but I was beyond that it was too too low so I couldn't do that but um, he would have pretty much gone through the same type of extensive thing that I did. Less invasive, yes, but he was walking around the next day fine, so I was like, oh, I guess they're not that bad, but shit.
0: No, I, that's actually, <laughs> that's cool to hear, though, that they can just put like some kind of thing on your back and vibrate it away. Because, again, we have to remind ourselves that although the future does kind of blow a little bit, like the future is kind of cool at times. Yeah. Like we have we have magical sonic, you know, fucking Doctor Who things that we put on our back and the kidney stones get mashed up and we carry computers in our pockets that probably give us kidney stones, but still, like, there's some good <laughs> stuff going on here.
1: Yeah, it's very interesting. It's one thing my my sister's kinda of big into medical science and the first thing I did was call her and she's laughed. She's like, Oh, you'll be fine. And to her she's like she always tells me, You haven't you don't even have an understanding of how how advanced medical science is now and what they can do interesting stuff
0: yeah that's that's one of those things that um i was like when i went through that uh the thing recently with the with the well essentially i thought i had nut cancer well one of the things that uh, you know how if advanced medicine is i kind of wish they would tell us certain things like one i up until now i would i'm less afraid of kidney stones because now i know there's some kind of magical earthquake device they put in your back and makes it go away um, yeah. I didn't know that there's, like, other things that happen in your balls that, uh, that can feel like uh, cancer humps. Apparently, this is very common. Like, really common. Like so common, in fact, that maybe someone should have fucking told me, so I didn't have to spend a week thinking I was gonna fucking have my nuts rot off. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I echo your sister's sentiment, but not even modern medicine. Like I don't know fucking anything about medicine. Apparently, like I don't know what any of the stuff does. Everything I think is dangerous isn't. Everything I think isn't dangerous is. You know, what I'm... like there there needs to be better health classes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But you know, they they keep that that way for a reason. You know, that's. That's why the doctors get paid the big bucks. If we were in some like apocalyptic situation, we can have all the medical supplies and medicine we we could handle. But it wouldn't fucking matter if we didn't have anybody who knew how to use it.
0: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I mean, I guess some like I know, I, like I know how to sew my pants, so like I'm pretty sure I could figure out how to like put a you know a suture in. Like, yeah. you know, that kind of like field medicine. I I think I got pretty, I got down pretty well. You know, but when it comes down to using the sonic. Uh, a, you know, kidney stone removing device. Yeah, that might be that might be beyond <laughs> our abilities.
1: Yeah, I'd be it'd be in trouble. I know that.
0: It'd be fun, yeah. Just a bunch of idiot fucking podcasters musicians and shit standing in front of like an MRI just, you know, nipple rings flying across the room. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to take those off. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that would be funny if, if there's a way to make some giant like Surgery Simulator. That'd be hilarious.
0: Yeah, that would... Oh, that actually would be... That'd be fun. I wonder if they, that
1: exists. There's a computer game uh, called Surgeon Simulator that this dude named Markiplier, he makes videos on YouTube's of him playing games. And it's pretty cool. He's a... he's a some type of engineer. And uh, he was familiar with the construction of the human body. He said the anatomy was great, but it's it looked as funner than shit to, to play because they'll bleed out and you have to Shoot them up with all this fucking medicine and I'll stop their bleeding.
0: Because I saw that they've got that surgery at a distance rig where it's like a big robot thing and like you hold on to a scalpel and, you know, equipment and it translates your movements into a robot movement in another room. So it's like kind of like if, you know, if you're in like a bad situation, like there's a bad situation so you can have like the robot doctor there and then like a trained doctor somewhere else can do the surgery, quote unquote you know, from, like, you know, miles upon miles away, and then the robot hands, like, mimic the doctor hands. Oh. So that'd be cool if they had, like, a, a thing like that, that wow. same rig, but, like, on a computer, because if it wasn't for a person, like, that I'm worried about, I'm going to kill him. I'm pretty sure I could fucking do a couple surgeries. <laughs> like, and I'm not saying, like, really fucking important ones, but, like, like if, if I looked at the diagram and found out where an appendix was, I'm pretty sure I could figure out how to take one of those out, like little shit like that. I'm pretty sure I could do it, and if I didn't have to worry about the guy dying. I want to give this a try because I really feel like I got the skills for it. <laughs> yeah, that's a million dollar
1: market. They should open up that experience to the public somehow.
0: Yeah, I mean they got halfway there. Yeah, just get those <laughs> Oculus Rift glasses, the the you know synthetic uh, robot rig uh, surgery thing, and then go to town. You know essentially killing your patients to you get pretty good at it. It'll be like micro, Microsoft Flight Simulator. There's sort generations of people that are, like, really good at microsurgery that have never actually done it.
1: No kidding. Imagine, like, 25 years, there'll be kids who will be playing that when they're, like, seven. So when they're 19, they will be expert surgeons.
0: Yeah. No, that's the problem, <laughs> though. They'll be so sort of desensitized that they'll just, like, they'll get bored midway through a real surgery. You know? <laughs> yeah. But he got, it's, like, his brains open. He's like, it's, the fucking doctor's, like, tweeting with the other hand. No, I got this. Don't even worry about it. I'm like level 17. Never, this is level 10
1: shit. They'll never be able to watch any action movie again. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Think I got shot in the liver twice. The fucker would not be walking.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, even you know, that's that's what I was saying. Like, said like if you have even now if you. If you decide to let that thought in while you're watching an action movie, (laughs) yeah, it's (laughs) because if you get you know the thing, it's like oh, you get shot in the shoulder, and then you like the rest of the scene that guy's walking around. Like, no, if you get shot in the shoulder, you're you're fucking down, and you're probably gonna die unless you get really, really immediate medical attention. Not oh, it only hit him in the shoulder. Let's you know, let's keep going. Move, move, move. move. move.
1: (laughs) None of these movies. I guess nobody bleeds. There's no blood loss in the
0: Yeah, the only the only good movie they did it well in, but he never started to get dizzy, was Die Hard. You know, where he had, like, he had no shoes the whole movie? Oh, yeah. So the terrorist started, like, shooting the glass, and, like, he was just bleeding like a stuck pig, but they didn't bother to, like, he actually started to look like, actually, probably more ruddy, and he kind of was more handsome, and looked like he had more blood in him by the end of the movie, but <laughs> it would be fun if he starts, you know, experiencing blood loss, and the actual, like, oh, man, i really got to end this soon, or I'm fucked, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's you know, I want to do surgery now. I'm going to go find a cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. I don't like I don't know what any of parts are, you know. So you hear the story like, you know, Dr. Frankenstein in Portland, and it's just, you know, they like, go into my apartment <laughs> with these these, you know, half cat, half dogs that are like meowing like kill me. <laughs> <laughs> that's just some demonic abomination. Yeah. <laughs> But there's a—I forget what it was i think it was The Simpsons where somebody made like a like an octo parrot, <laughs> and uh, the the, <laughs> the octo parrot says something like, "Well, that's like like I'm an abomination before God. Someone kill me." <laughs> like, there yeah, was something, was, that's yeah, right. Yeah, it was. This is really really great. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> One of those things where you take a second to think about, it and you're like, "Wow, this was that was actually pretty heavy for for a supposed kid <laughs> show," you know? Absolutely,
1: we saw true anguish. <laughs> In one
0: sentence. Yeah. That's always I'm going back and watching Old Simpsons, so they're on my mind. Well I'm watching them in German now because I'm trying to learn German and I thought since I have like probably like the first seasons like two through ten of the Simpsons essentially memorized, I thought if I watched them in German it would help me learn. And hmm. it so far hasn't done anything, but it has given me an excuse to nap while people with almost good voices say shit in German that I know in English. <laughs>
1: my dad spoke German he was stationed there in the military my dad spoke like five languages and didn't teach me any of them oh really yeah
0: (laughs) yeah that's I mean I I I respect that shit like I I can't fucking I really feel like if I can get fluent in one I can start I could get like fluent in like a bunch of them in a row but like I can't make my brain turn that one corner where you start to get like real fluent in it you know and this Mm -hmm. time I'm trying to like instead of just studying every day I'm trying to like like, get like podcasts in German and, and, you know, watch it. Like, right now I'm listening to, uh, Alice in Wonderland, read it in German, and like watching The Simpsons, like, kind of kiddie stuff, just so I can, like, try to, I don't know, force my brain to start, like, hearing it as a language instead of just, like, a, uh, I don't know what they're saying. Oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then, you know, it just sounds like someone's screaming at you. And then eventually you're <laughs> like, oh, I know that word. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That sounds like a good method. Sounds like, that's why I would do that.
0: Well, I, I saw that, um, I don't know anybody's name in pop culture, but the really attractive girl that she's like, uh, she's like Ukrainian or something. She was on that 70s show. Oh, that's actually oh. called that 70s show. Oh, that's weird. I was actually saying that 70s show and that's actually the name <laughs> of it. Um, <laughs> that one, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Black
1: hair, blue eyes, Mila Kun. That's exactly. So- she's on the,
0: it- she's on the animated program too. Uh, uh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she, I started an interview with, her. I think it was her, I, if it wasn't, who gives a fuck, but, uh. That she learned English by watching Flintstones episodes, or maybe oh, wow. it was The Simpsons. You know, but uh, it was one of those things. I think
1: ing- she's she was Meg in Family Guy.
0: Yeah, she was on. Yeah, she's one of the yeah the the Family Guy. She's one of them on there. Uh, yeah, Meg is that the that's the fat daughter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's that's her. I think. I'm not. I, I don't really know a lot of, like about anything to do with this. But I did watch an interview with her because I was when I found out what she looked like. I was like, holy fuck, that's just one of the most perfect things that's ever existed. Like, how did this yeah. angel fall out of the heavens and end up in this <laughs> shitty world? You know, so I got, like, that obsessed. Like, I just I basically just watched some YouTube videos and they got bored. But one of the YouTube videos where we were talking about learning English by watching, yo, cartoons, and it just stuck with me. I'm like, oh, fuck, I love The Simpsons. I'll just torn around until I find The Simpsons in German. And it's, uh, it's really fun, because, you know, most of the voices are, you know, they don't, obviously they don't sound right, because it's not the original voice actors. And then, it's German, so it's an, it's essentially silly when they're trying to be fun, you know, like... Because the language doesn't suit itself for jokes, you know? Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. Yeah, it's like... It's like Klingon, you know? <laughs> like, it's just like this angry, like... Violent-sounding language. Yeah, it's just... Like, it's really... Even like silly stuff is like there's a tone of seriousness, and it's it's weird because it just builds in the language. Because I'm listening to like Krusty the clown say stuff, and it's like I know that speech in English, there's nothing serious there, this doesn't (laughs) exist. But and like listening to it in German, there's like this hint of like, yeah, he's probably means something bad about this, like there's some ill intent (laughs) when he's talking about you know Poochie the dog or something. (laughs)
1: Funny, it's strange that just the sound of a language will do that, transform.
0: And it's something entirely like that. Well, there's there's theories about that that like the language you grow up in like actually affects your your personality. You know, like uh, uh, like you know, romance languages or like, languages with like uh, the, they still have the gender cases, actually affect like um, like being more sensual. Like you know, it's it's just weird. Like little corollaries to the language, and like yeah. uh, I think like, I think like I think it's Korean, is like. Uh, apparently they're like super logical, and I, I don't mean I, I don't mean they. I mean, you know, speaking as a I read a study at one point. It, apparently there is some kind of correlation between like you know that language and having like a structured logical brain, just because of the way that like the language like kind of has you think. And then I suppose America, well, huh. then I suppose English is just you know they, uh, I don't know. I, I guess our language is like you know fat and likes likes Walmart. <laughs>
1: Yeah, no kidding. Like all the English is like slang now. Yeah, almost all of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's I guess it's just always that way, and it's just it, it's one of those. It, we're just kind of watching it happen quickly because of the internet. But it's so you know, I'm sure like that if we went back to the 1800s, they would think we sound like you know gutter trash speaking you know, speaking whatever you know what we think is proper English.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I did cringe a little bit when "bling" got put in the dictionary. Oh, is that really in the uh, dictionary? I think so. I think uh, I remember hearing that they put that in some other, a couple other kind of ridiculous words. They put it in the dictionary, and you know, I laughed. But shit, you know, I yeah. A little
0: bit. Well, I think i i have a I have a memory that they put "dough" in the in the dictionary, like Homer's expression "dough." Oh wow! Uh, the thing with the dictionary inclusion, at least in like, uh, I think Merriam-Webster. One of them is more loose than the other. All you have to do is find three respectable printed sources that the word appears in uh, that, that you know, that you can prove it's a word, and then it goes in the dictionary. So, I think now Ooh. it's probably just easier because with the internet, like, there's just so much more, like, you know, words out there. God, that sounded dumb. But, you know, what I'm saying? Like because I I, it's not a <laughs> publication, it's a website. But there's so, many, there's so many more, like, popular websites out there than there were popular publications that things like bling and stuff like that would be kind of easier to prove that they're a quote-unquote legitimate word even you know even though it's not going to be used you know 15 years from now it's going to be gone but
1: yeah i agree just when the parents want to figure out what it means and then it goes in a dictionary
0: yeah well th- yeah that is true because i actually <laughs> i i'm sure my mother knows what that phrase means and that uh that that means it's lost any kind of credibility it ever had yeah <laughs> actually, I really think by the time I hear about it, it's lost credibility. Like, You know, the the doughy white boy in Portland, Oregon, like the second I know anything about like any kind of like hip hop or youth culture, it's it's got to be on its way out.
1: <laughs> I definitely notice the older I get, the faster things move.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's it's true. And it's uh, really fucking unfortunate. And we got fucked because, again, we live in the age of the Internet. So one, when you age, things go faster. And then two, things actually are going faster. So, yeah. we've got the double whammy of, you know, if we were, like, nine right now, we could probably keep up with this a lot better, you know, uh, but if we were, like, you know, uh, this age in, like, 1950-something, we wouldn't, you're, I'm assuming you're near my age, I'm 32, what are you?
1: I turned 32 on the 11th. Oh, okay, cool, hey, there you go, I've heard that.
0: Um, yeah, thank you. Uh, Yeah, so, like, I think if it was the 50s and we are this age, we would still be, like, with it, like, we wouldn't get to the, you know, we'd still be like, wow, life's moving a lot faster but we'd still sort of know who the popular b- bands are. And like, we'd still be like, still be like relatively have the ability to like connect to the hip culture. Uh, now it's, I'll oh, forget that. I think by the time you're like 25, it's just th- th- like w- whatever's going on in high school has nothing to fucking do with a 25 year old. Like they don't know what the youth culture is anymore. It's like, yeah, it's really weird.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I, just, I don't listen to too much hip hop myself at all. But every time that's like, are in a movie or comes in a commercial, it's funny because it, I just sound like my dad. It's like, what is that shit? That's not even music anymore. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's it's. And I I fucking curse myself for even saying it because yeah. I try to be open-minded as I can. I mean, there's some there's some rap artists who are artists. They you know have a great manipulation of words, and if you can find somebody talented enough to put good music behind it, you can make something awesome. I've opened to to all all types of music. And, but there's this, this shit out there today. I'm just like, what the fuck is these alien sounds? This is <laughs> It's somebody's mental diarrhea on fucking audio. It's yeah, weird.
0: Yeah, I, I, there is a certain, and I've made this kind of comparison before, I, I think there's a certain amount of, although we are doing the stuff our father said, like, that's absolutely true, that's what's happening. But there is a thing where, back in the 80s, I hated the sound that they were using then, that weird Thomas Dolby, uh, uh, Alan Parsons, like... Hey, we found out what a theremin is. Let's make an entire album using that as the base of it. <laughs> that, that garbage, annoying early computer sound is the sound of hip hop right now. Like that weird manufactured, like they're doing it like a computer synth style. Yeah. All that
1: dubstep stuff is just like fucking Nintendo soundboard. Yeah.
0: Shit. It re- it's reminiscent of that weird seventies, like synth pop shit. And I didn't like that when I was young and was supposed to like experimental music like so i feel like we actually have like a little bit of an argument against the modern music a little bit more than our fathers generation because we didn't like it when we were young as well they're just calling back to a music form we already hated once, you know? So it's, you know, it's like, I guess when the swing revival happened in the, in the nineties, you know, somebody that's like 86 years old would be like, oh God, I hated the shit the first time it came around, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no kidding, draw That shit was fucking crap when it yeah. came out. Oh Jesus. With the fucking flapper hats again. Oh, it's just <laughs> dumb. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no shit.
0: Yeah, you know, it's actually, just... this is a uh, funny, uh, I think I have a segue. Check this out because um, I never use these, but so we were talking on the internet about uh ooh parts out of plates uh, artifacts in the historical record yes, this sir. this reminds me of that of how quickly you know the 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 memory of humankind can switch around of like we just I just made you know this reference to the 70s, where the the generation that's alive right now listen to it has no concept that that existed, even though it's you know it it can be referenced back because of acor- available recording media is there and that's only. It, you know, 40, 50 years ago or whatever, you know, 40 years ago, think about, you know, if, uh, uh, if the entire civilization falls and rises again, you know, you're not going to know who, uh, you know, Bow Wow was. <laughs> yeah. You know, unless you find, you know, some kind of, you know, these, these mystical uh, circles of plastic that when, when when magical light is applied, music comes in zeros and ones, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely true.
0: Yeah, so it's it's kind of, a, that's the ooparts the thing that always kind of, It, uh, I'm kind of, I'm torn about it, because on one way, all right, let me, let me, okay, wait, let me, let me get the audience in on this, because, all right, so ooparts are out-of-place artifacts. Essentially, uh, you find a bit of technology that's well beyond the technology that's allowable for the time. Uh, for instance, uh, they found, uh, I'm trying to, do you, do you have a good one off the top of your head? I'm trying to find, like, a really good example that's not, like, easily debunked, you know, quote-unquote debunked.
1: Yeah, sure. There's, uh, in, uh, actually the same place that the Detlev Pass incident occurred. Um, there's, uh, some prospectors out there looking for gold and they found, and this is a long time ago, I think in the late sixties, uh, maybe early sixties, but they're looking for gold in those mountains and they came across all these little springs, like mechanical springs. and they're so small. The only thing that can be linked to it at all is the stuff that they're using in our nano machines that we have today, and they're found from I mean one point zero 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 eighth of an inch big to an inch big, but that's just and then the, the settlement that it was found in is uh, I think two
0: three thousand years old. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, see, uh, that's a really good example, because the only one I could think of was the stupid ones where, like, they found a spark plug in coal, where... (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, there's, like... I didn't actually read the science behind it, but I saw reputable science people saying, yeah, no, this is... You're just misunderstanding science. Like, there's an example of there's a... They found a modern uh, hammer that was inside of a rock. So it's, like, Mm -hmm. this hammer... And then, like, I didn't... Again, I didn't read the whole thing, because, like, reputable science that says Dr. Ph.D. and says where he got his Ph.D. from said... This is just you misunderstanding how rocks are formed this happens this way and then when and described how it happens I went yeah you've got a PhD. you're good okay I'm just gonna leave that one on the side so but uh, <laughs> that's a good example so who arts are these technological pieces like uh, uh I know down in like pumapunko in in uh, South America somewhere I'm gonna say heru why not they they have a uh, stonework that these uh, that like really fit well into each other but within it they have um circular, uh circular kind of Like tongue and groove kind of style, but like circles where you can kind of put like, I guess, like a metal rod to kind of combine two stones into one. But the way to drill it would, and there's like right angles inside of it. The way to drill it is beyond the technology that they would possibly have. Like to have that be a useful way of joining tools. Like it it would involve essentially like diamond drills, you know, that kind of shit. And And where was this found? It's in Pumupunku. Pumupunku. Um... The problem is, it's, it was on Ancient Aliens, so it's really hard to find good information on it because it's all those idiots. But it yeah. is archaeologically interesting. It's there's essentially it's just the way they cut the stone. It's it would be terrifically difficult to do it. Like they think maybe they could, but it wouldn't make any sense for them to do it because you would have to do it with every single stone to make it like this joining device. That it it would be just it, it doesn't like they it wouldn't show up in the final result. Like the only reason it would be a good way to join stone is if you had something that would make it easy. Like if you had a drill that just go, zoop, zoop, and it, you know, it'd be mm. it'd be like you'd be like inventing riveting before you had a rivet machine, where it's just like, well, this is stupid. Why don't we just use, na-? you know, like, like why don't we just use nails or whatever the hell they used before riveters? You know, like it's it wouldn't make any sense for them to go through all the hassle of doing this really hard ass way. The only reason they would do it that way is if they had either mechanical help or some. Uh, I don't even know, like a technology we forgot how to use or something like that, you know?
1: It's something to make that a less bur- burdening task to do.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, they know how to join stone. I mean, it's they they, they f- got that figured out, you know, ten ways to Sunday. There's no reason to drill holes into the center of the stone and then make right angles within those holes. And then, Like, it just doesn't make any sense for them to go through all the effort if they did it in the old school. Like, we pour some sand on a stone and then, you know, like rub a stick on top of it and slowly it fades away that it take it would be stupid. <laughs> so it'd be it's really kind of out of out of place you know artifact so uh so audience that's what we're talking about but uh my my weirdness with this and i didn't study for a long time because uh michael cremo he's the you know that uh um what the hell is the name of his book like uh something undercover history hist- um do you know the name the, of it um i'm not sure Oh, I forget
1: I... the name of his book there's forbidden archaeology forbidden archaeology
0: that's the one I'm thinking of. sorry okay um, I couldn't think of the stupid name but uh he's like a okay the thing that throws me in I, I I just I have to admit my bias and and I don't know you know maybe someone like you you can help me because <laughs> I'm biased if someone brings up giants or that or that uh, or that um, evolution of humans is wrong, I immediately cringe and think, like, Christian. Because, like, that's the that's the shit that Christians always try to prove, is that because giants are referenced in the Bible, they try to prove that, and then they try to prove that that human evolution didn't happen the way that we understand it. And Cremo does that, and that just immediately, like, kind of sends a shiver up my back. And I'm like, oh, I can't, like, I don't even know if his science is good, because I'm immediately, like, kind of rooting against him, you know? Yeah. Maybe, like, if, I uh, 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 I don't want to draw a sports metaphor, but, like, if a team you don't like has, like, the, you know, the best player on it, you're not going to accept that that's the best player because it's on a team you don't like. Um, exactly. He's just playing for a team I'm not into. Not that he dislike Christians, I just the, the the literalist Christians is bother the fuck out of me. So if, if he says human evolution didn't happen the way that we understand it as scientists, it just immediately like raises his flag. But I'm into the Uparts thing of like humans are probably older than we thought. Probably by, in my head, it's like, you know, 200,000 years maybe. Like, we you probably had, like, we probably had, like, a Rome or a, like, a Mesopotamia before the one we understand that had, like, really advanced shit. You know, essentially Atlantis. And, you know, it was a worldwide <laughs> civilization. Oh. What the hell was that? Are you there? Hello? Hi. Oh, oh I don't know. <laughs> I was, I, I, I was, I was, like <laughs> middle, I was, in the middle of the talking, and all of a sudden there was a ringing. I was like, what the hell's happening? <laughs> right, um, so, I don't and,
1: know. It keeps doing that.
0: Yeah, that's eh, fine. There was a, <laughs> there was there was a let's see. We're at once every half hour, so I'm I'm good with that. Uh, yeah, so I'm kind of like uh I immediately kind of don't necessarily want to believe in cremo, but like I'm fine with thinking the earth is, you know, humans were around for like maybe 200,000 years before we think now. You know, and so that allows at for Atlantis or that, you know, basically just one giant kind of Rome-like you know, civilization that fell and then we forgot about it, which I think kind of, like, I can do Oop parts that way. But when you do the Cremo style, you know, the the royal you, not you, but when you do the Cremo style of, like, oh, like, we find 15 billion years ago a footprint, it's just immediate, like, oh, shut up, like, I can't, but I think, I mean, it might be my prejudice. Oh, my fuck. I'm doing, this is going to be hard to edit, Alex. Um, I don't, I don't, um, I don't really know much Spanish at all, so that, I don't even think I've ever heard the word fail. So I was like <laughs> is it Theo Matteo Matteo I was like this is this is weird I and mean, all I was doing was staring at it <laughs> it's a fail yeah. fail Matteo yeah I um you know are you friends with written consent on on Twitter no i'm not I'm, i don't follow him he's, he a, he's a he's a easy cool dude i i've had him on the show uh once or twice i've been out over on his but uh his name is Corey, i think but it might be George and this is the problem cuz i knew him as written consent And then he shows up (laughs) on my thing uh, for Skype and it says like George Corey or Corey George. And then I asked him and he told me which answer it was, but I was already fucked. And he's already told me like three times which one is his first name, but I can't get it right because I saw it on fucking, uh, I saw it on Skype and I didn't ask. So I was like, I knew that if I didn't ask you what fail was, um, I would, I would just in my head go. Oh, I wonder if he just got some really fucked up name and he just goes by Mateo and it's like, (laughs) you know, and then like anybody that speaks Spanish near me would be like, what the fuck are you doing? That's like, it's your buddy. Why are you calling him ugly? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: Yeah, dude, my dad spoke Spanish. Um, He was married before he met my mom. I have two brothers. They both both speak Spanish. Um, My mom spoke a little bit of Portuguese and taught my my sisters both a little bit of Portuguese and I don't speak, I didn't get taught shit. I don't know anything. My wife speaks perfect Spanish, and I've I, you know I've been with her for twelve years, and I still haven't learned a new fucking word. Right. I, I have that block like you were talking about. I just can't turn this corner with picking up another language. You know, I can go somewhere and order food. It's like food if I have to. You know.
0: Yeah. But, I'm but good at just... remembering words, but I'm terrible at like grammatically putting them together. Yeah. Like, so if I get a smart person in another language, I'm gonna be able to talk to them pretty well because like. I'll know how to say words in a sequence, and if they're smart enough to, like, understand that, like, I don't know how to make these words make sense, but use your brain, you know, let's go. <laughs> you know, if I say, like, you know, shiny window hair comb, like, they'll probably go, oh, you want a mirror, you know? Like, I can do the sequence of words, and then if I have, a like, a person that's good with language, they could go, oh, yes, I understand you, but uh, talking to some random schlub, I'm absolutely fucked. <laughs> Though, in Portuguese, uh, Tantaruga is a tortoise. <laughs> and um saudade is a is a longing for someone who's gone and duende is some other word saudade <laughs> and duende um duende i think is another kind of loneliness is uh nick Cave uh had an album where he describes these words that he learned in, in uh in brazil and i inexplicably remembered them and tantaruga was because i used to date a brazilian girl and she taught me a bunch of brazilian words i mean uh, sorry portuguese words and uh that's the only one I remember because I, I had fun saying Tantaruga because it's just an amusing word. <laughs> I
1: had a Russian exchange student in high school, and uh, the only thing I took from her was which I which she told me meant cockeyed monkey butt.
0: Nice. That,
1: that's all I got with
0: that. Wow, that's a good one to know. My in- <laughs> When I took German in college... Um, by by taking German in college, I majored in English, so they forced me to take a foreign language, which seemed really stupid. So um, I just kind of learned the words and just passed the vocab test and just got Cs. But I learned so little blood which is so so dumb nonsense. <laughs> just because that was like within a chapter of each other, all those words. So and my buddy Mike just kept saying so little blood quatsch, and it, it it was yeah useless. So um, all right, back to the matter at hand. Let's solve the mysteries of the earth. <laughs> um, all right. So what's all right? Let me ask you. What do you think the I guess we start there. Like, well, what in I guess in your opinion or how how far back do you think it's possible we go? You know, the the something close enough to humans that built shit that we'll call them, you know, our ancestors.
1: That could be for me, that can go as far back as earth's been around. There's a lot of people, I was just did a a show talking about religion. They were talking about aliens and religion and if there's a connection at all. And if you want to ask yourself where we came from, you know, for me, the first thing that comes to my head is let's grab the fucking oldest writing we can find. And that's the ancient Sumerian text.
0: The Anuma Alesh. Yeah. I I actually just read that like two nights ago, weirdly enough.
1: Oh really? Yeah.
0: There's a great website called uh
1: sacredtext.com, and they have I think that's old... where I
0: downloaded my uh I think that's where I downloaded my from actually. Oh cool, yeah. yeah.
1: Great website.
0: Yeah.
1: No, but they're they they clearly state where we came from. It's black and white in their writing where we came from. And the beings that they talk about had technology that we don't have yet. So, and, you know, who's to say how many waves of destruction this planet's had that's wiped off Earth. It didn't have to be a meteor that's so big that took out the dinosaurs. It could have been something that we haven't identified yet. I mean, the possibilities are endless. I mean, there's there's plenty of of out of place artifacts and other things like what they call what do they call them? Uh, impossible fossils that definitely yeah. go back. I mean, some some of them are shocking. How how old some of these things are?
0: Yeah, that's the that's the Michael Cremo stuff that goes back. You know, millions upon millions. You know, essentially, what, what you know, since Earth's been inhabitable, there's been you know human like things on it.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. My
0: my favorite. Oh, go ahead. No, oh, no, no, please, no, no. I would. I you. it's all. It's on you.
1: Uh, the my favorite, uh, for me, one of the first parts that I came across was the, the clerps drops or the the group spheres. Have you heard of those?
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh that's that's South America, right?
1: Uh, yeah, Af- yeah. Uh, Ap- Africa, South Africa.
0: Oh, Africa. Oh, okay, yeah, well, close enough. <laughs> you know, the other side <laughs> of the world. <laughs> it's not here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's where uh, you know those people that didn't need shirts. So it's the same place. <laughs> oh man.
1: But yeah, for twenty years they've been pulling these little one-inch balls out of out, out of these these mining areas. And the thing about these balls, there's two types that have been found. Uh, one's it's a bluish, white flecked metal. They're metal. They're made completely out of metal. One of them the types they found is hollow, and it's full of this white spongy shit. But uh,
0: oh wait, they found ho- oh I didn't know about the hollow ones.
1: Yeah, some of them were hollow, and they had this. What they just the only thing I can find on it, spongy sense. Oh uh,
0: whoa, yeah. I, oh, I'd never heard of that. That one. I mean, I've heard about the the things you're talking. I didn't know the names, but like, yeah, I've seen pictures of them before. Oh, hollow ones. That's wild. That makes it even weirder.
1: Absolutely. But the, the rocks that they're finding them in, I mean, they they have a, a natural explanation for what this is and why it happens. It happens naturally, and they have pictures that show what happens naturally, and it's just fucking completely. Not it, it's very different. The things that they're saying explain this are not even round, and these little balls that they're finding are perfectly sphere, yeah, and they have they have the lines grouped in them all around the diameter, sometimes three lines, sometimes there's dots with them, but they're they're clearly not a natural formation. The ones that they have they kind of look like that Kong dog toy, it looks like a ball with a ball on top of it that's smaller and another ball on top of it that's smaller. And it 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 looks like it's if you can imagine like like a clay wheel, a spinning wheel for pottery and shit. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Stuck their fingers in the side as it spun, so it looks like maybe water passed over the stone for an extended amount of time and it's made these imprints. But the stones that they find, the little metal balls, they're etched in. You can see back and forth marks in it of somebody you know etching.
0: Yeah, I didn't. Um, I didn't. I didn't know they had a, like there was even a positive natural explanation because I've seen pictures of those and those are not natural. Like I've seen the natural things that look like manufactured, and I, honestly, I want to not believe in the ones this old because, as I said, I don't want the Christians to be right. So yeah. um, those look like. I mean, they're manufactured, and the way that spheres have the groove in the middle, and the ex- one of the explanations I read because uh, there's a, I'm just gonna say a metal worker because I can't remember what it actually was. But said that uh those actually he could figure out a use for them. It's like they would sit in almost a pulley and that's where like the taut line would go over. And that groove in the middle is for a line to be held. So it's almost like a like a like a ball joint that would be held in the, you know what I'm saying? Like held, you know how we have like a like a pulley system where ours is like a a a, a flat almost puck shape with like an indent in the middle and that's how you pull the rope over it? This is another style that would be used that it would be you know, the the fully spheroid inside of like an enclosure and that's where the pole the rope would go over, which would make I mean the technology involved in that would be um I mean I don't think the pulley really started happening until, you know, I I don't know, like what, Egypt or something? I mean, like, I think probably language is around by the time uh, pulleys got invented and these yeah, those spheres are way the fuck before language. I think they're before humans, technically.
1: Well the the sediment they're being pulled from dates two point eight Billion years old.
0: Yeah, that's uh, all. Right. This is where it gets See, my my problem with the the dating of that is okay. A number of things. One is dating. It's strata dating. I know there it is very accurate on a lot of ways. But if there were the Earth changes that are being okay, so if we accept that this really old thing happened, the civilizations have been wiped out multiple times, or just the one time. The idea that dating would be accurate doesn't really work anymore because, I mean, all the ancient texts also talk about you know the the worldwide flood, the upheaval of the lands. You know, uh, in South America there's uh, there's lakes on the top of mountains that have saltwater fish in them. You know, like the, if these upheal, upheavals happen in the in the in the way that they're kind of uh, alluded to in ancient texts. I think that the, the billion-year mark might be something that, get, you know, is, is off because of the Earth shifts that, we, uh, that would be associated with this, you know, if, if we were to take these as man-made objects. But mm-hmm. I, do, I would, because, like, I could see, you know, again, like, I just don't want to push it back that far. Like, I think right now they say Homo sapiens, like, recognizable humans are, like, 200,000 years old, like, when we first showed up. I'm almost fine with going to, like, 500,000, you know, because that's really geologically not that big of a deal. Like, cause if, like, we thought we moved out, then, like, we thought we developed into, from Neanderthal, or, like, you know, we split from Neanderthal, whatever. Like, we show up, then move to Europe. But it turns out Neanderthals were in Europe, and we evolved simultaneously in different spots, and there was, there was uses in China. So, I'm fine with going 500,000, and maybe the strata it's in just makes it look older. Because billion just seems like a lot, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah this first thing when I read that I just had a, I laughed it was my first initial reaction even the number billion is sounds silly Yeah I just I wonder how I mean I've
0: I've heard a lot of people complain about carbon dating and stuff like that so I wonder how accurate that is Well I mean, once you get to billion that's not carbon dating anymore um that's that's just based on the strata of layer uh, of earth that it's in so it's like kind of uh, geological dating Carbon dating yeah. is the breakdown of carbon by uh 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 What's it called? Radi- uh, ra- radium. What's it called? Isotope. Wait. Radiocarbon 15 dating, is it? Either way, so break down, it's the breakdown. It's the half life of carbon over time. So, you know, like when it starts releasing isotopes as it breaks down. So, it has to be a carbon based mm-hmm. thing. Uh, and it's got to be, uh, uh, you know, associated with other objects. So, any kind of rock can't be carbon dated. So, in order to carbon date something, you'd need like uh, uh, a wooden hammer next to an object. And then you can date the uh, the wood on the hammer, because, it, you know, you can do the breakdown. But anything that's uh, uh, stone and shit like that, that can only be dated using, you know, like, the layers of Earth it's found in, which is usually, like, really accurate, but if there is, like, a, you know, an upheaval of crust, it, you know, it can fuck things up pretty bad.
1: I, I agree with you there. There's been so many catastrophic events that, you know, with the whole upheavals and shifting of masses of land...
0: Yeah, like, if that, uh, like if humans were around for the last time the pole shift happened, like, they've said, like, like sometimes the pole shift, uh, one of the theories is that instead of the pole shift being, like, just a magnetic field switching, it's literally, like, the crust of the Earth is, like, an orange peel, and then it gets detached from the core, and the entire crust of the Earth literally just sloughs and flips yeah. over. And if you put that into, like, how, how amazing and how catastrophic that would be to everywhere, it wouldn't kill everything, but it would essentially wipe anything out from memory. So if we're around for that, that would be a really fucking efficient way to just kill the fuck out of our memory, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, yeah, that's yeah. Those those spheres are really weird. There's um, uh, there's those um, there's those tubes in China too. I don't remember the names of. Have You ever seen those?
1: Yes, I have. It's like the there's t- actually tubes from France too.
0: Oh really? Yeah. The China one I've seen the pictures of. It's like Guanggu or something. It's. I shouldn't even guess because, I, you know, I, phonetically I have no idea. But, uh, yeah, they're they're perfect, you know, tubes in a cave. And they said, oh, this could be a natural deposit, you know, of, of uh, natural occurring metals or whatever. But they, like, turn and then lead to a lake. <laughs> so it's like, uh, I, I don't <laughs> know. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe that's a natural occurring thing, but shit. That's, you know, if you said, hey, let's predict a natural occurring phenomenon and let's uh, predict, uh, you know, plumbing. I definitely, my prediction of plumbing would fit a shitload closer to what we're looking at there than my natural phenomenon predicting, you know? Yeah, I
1: totally agree. I've seen the pictures of those pipes in there. They, I mean, sure, it could, you can't negate everything, can't just say that it couldn't, but those almost are clearly man-made artifacts. There's yeah. even packs of them that are like uh, five different tubes in, in one big tube.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it and almost looks like a computer cable. Yeah.
1: Keep water cold.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's really interesting. There's um, uh, yeah, it's it's weird because like there's you know the bad guy battery that's kind of the famous one. Like it seems like they probably did have an understanding of like electricity or something. You know, kind of basic manipulation of electricity and metal work a lot earlier than we thought. Because I mean, bad guy battery essentially is proven. Like they've rebuilt it and it's like, hey, look, here's a, it. <laughs> it produces a charge. I mean, it's this is not a you know this is not an arguable thing anymore. They had a battery back then. So. Mm-hmm. You, know, I, maybe, you know, I think maybe there's just a couple of things that, like, I guess because we discovered it so late, we assume it's a more advanced technology than it actually is. Like, I guess electricity could have, like, because they thought it was used for, um, oh, I'm a dummy. That thing where, it's not called electrolysis, but it's something like that where you, like, put another metal around a metal. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking It's like... Uh, Oh, I don't know the name for it, shit, but it's like if you want to coat something in, like, gold or whatever, silver.
1: Oh, yeah, plating, I've
0: seen Yeah, too. there's, like, electrolysis plating, or there's a, it's a phrase similar to that. And they think that's what the Baghdad battery was, so it was a way for them to plate things in, in other metals. You know, because oh, all you need is, like, a small charge, and then you put the, you know, you put the constituent metal in, and it'll stick to whatever you're charging up. So, mm-hmm. th- you know, so it, it's not that, like, so, but that's kind of proven. So it's not that far for me to think that, you know, they figured out how to make, you know, pipes that way, or like, you know, not make it that way, but you know, like something that to us would seem so incredibly advanced because it needs electricity. They just figured it out, you know. It just, it just they got it in a different order than we did, you know.
1: Yeah, I definitely believe people. I mean, they weren't able to achieve the feats that we've done in in, in our modern times. I don't think people back then at that time were. I mean, they might have been stupid but i think there's a lot of people who are just as clever as we are
0: oh yeah yeah no i would i would definitely agree with that um yeah. there's a, yeah there's a yeah it's a bunch of but um yeah the age is the age is weird okay so here's the um okay well, let me bring up one more neato one and then i kind of want to ask you kind of another like this is more like a a broader thing, but uh, do you know the? Uh, let's see. I actually left the page open for this because this is one of the ones I didn't know about till recently. But you can still visit it. Is uh, the Ashoka Pillar in Delhi? I've heard of it. Okay, so for for the audience and and more elucidation, it's okay. So it's a, it's a twenty three foot tall pillar that's made of wrought iron, and it's from let's see. Uh, there's an inscription in the base that says it's King Chandragupta the Second who died in eighty four thirteen. Now. That's the inscription. So who knows if it was somebody else just like putting their name on something they found? You know that that happened with the pyramids and other shit. So the thing about it is, it's 1600 years old. You know, according to the according to the you know the the inscription on the base, made out of wrought iron, and it's still like smooth and polished, and there's no rust. Iron yeah. being left out for 1600 years rust. We don't right now have the technology to treat iron in a way that doesn't just, it would have been completely a pile of rust by now. We don't know how to preserve iron that well in our modern era. Oh, Alright, let me take that back. I probably heard that on some on disreputable show. I will say 100%, we definitely know that they didn't have that technology according to mo- <laughs> our understanding of the past, because I shouldn't say what we can do now, but let's say in the 1950s, we didn't have the technology. Because you know? <laughs> I mean, we got fucking nanobots. I shouldn't say what we know how to do now, but when I say yeah. now, I'm going to say, when I'm saying now, I mean 1932. Yeah we had cars and electricity now, not you know, we had iPhones now. <laughs> yeah. But that's wild and that's there that you can see. Like this is one of those ones where it's it's not like these like those tubes where it's debatable or, or the spheres where it's debatable. We can go to Delhi right now and put our finger on the Ashoka pillar and there's no explanation for how it's that good. That's some definitive ass proof, you know?
1: Absolutely. There's actually uh the Russian Iron Man, same thing. In the, some forests, they have these three or four pillars that come out of the ground that are solid iron, that are in miraculous condition.
0: Oh, I've never heard of those. The Russian. Oh, I got to type that in so I can look at it later. The Russian Iron Man? Yeah, the the Iron Man, Russian
1: Iron Man. That's one of the ones I come across. That New Delhi one, I've I've heard and read that that there is considerable wear on it, but it's it like you said, it's in condition that it shouldn't be in at all
0: yeah there's like pockmarks and stuff um, but it's not like it I mean the fact is 1600 years of iron outside it's not like there'd be wear on it it wouldn't be there anymore it literally would be oxidized into just rust there would be nothing yeah it's just iron doesn't last outside in the elements long that's just that's not what iron's good at you know
1: absolutely I, I, I love that you, you mentioned that with you know, about treating the metal to do that because the anomaly itself is weird. And uh, the few people I've talked to about that with, they've never, I don't know, I guess they don't think that far. People just go, whoa, that's weird, and try to wrap their head around it. But, yeah, that's very interesting that it's not just this natural anomaly or this type of iron or it's some type of occurrence that happened to it. That iron's been treated. Yeah, because it,
0: it, it has to be. I mean, it's one of those, you know, um, yeah, you know, I just, I, I I have this weird kind of theory about the way I approach the world is uh, I like to think about things like I'm really stoned. You know, when you have those like revelations of like, holy fuck, everything I'm looking at at one point was just earth and rocks, you know, like if you take the long enough time scale, like, and that'll blow your mind when you're stoned, but that should blow your mind when you're sober because like right now I'm drinking a past blue ribbon out of a can and everything I'm putting into me was once earth. That's fucking yep. amazing, but you don't think about it because you know, you're not high. So I like to. So when I look at that thing, instead of going, oh, well, that's weird, I have to go, wait a second. No, no, no. And you have to tear down all your just inclination to just say that's weird and go, no, that's genuinely, that's a fucking, that's an X-Files thing. Like, I'm living in a world with a thing that if I had the money to go to Delhi, I could put my finger on something that's, I can touch impossible, you know? Exactly. Like, you can't conjure Jesus or, or, or you know, talk to the Loch Ness Monster, but I could go to Delhi and touch the thing and go, this is impossible. I'm touching impossible right now. And that's, you know, that's that's why this is the kind of shit that I, of all the weird 40 and strange topics, the out-of-place stuff I love, because there's some that are like that, where it's just, like, the antithikero mechanism, you know, that weird computer thing that they found yeah. from Greece, like, that's there, that exists, we see pictures of it, we see x-rays, like, and that's impossible, like, we said X number of years ago that that technology, that small amount of, like, you know, working uh, parts didn't exist for another, you know, 1,500 years, I mean... We, history books would say that thing doesn't exist until it did which leads to the next I mean alright so the reason uh, seafaring is tough is because of because uh, of latitude and uh, the history of the world is uh, uh, the one that we live in now was really influenced by uh, Britain put up like a it was like a million pound prize if someone could figure out how to uh, measure latitude properly because the way to latitude is you know essentially you need like a clock that's really accurate but accurate yeah. while on the sea so you can't have like a pendulum clock now I don't know how they actually solved it because, I honestly, I don't know how clocks work because, fuck it, I love, uh, you know, they've always been there, so i never looked at it. But uh, <laughs> if they have the, the the watchworks that make the Inclincare mechanism, why could they not have had the watchworks necessary to make a watch? And right there, ships, they had plenty of big-ass ships, they had plenty of sailors, and ships that were as good as the ones that originally crossed the ocean. Well, if we just add in the fact that, yeah, they actually did have mechanisms like, that could make a watch, we can say, oh, well, okay, well, there's there's Atlantis. There's the worldwide culture. Like, there's our mm-hmm. evidence of it because, fuck, look, we at some point we knew how to make these. They We know their ships. We we have their ships. We've got designs of them. You just throw a clock on them and you're like, boom, there. There we go. Let's go fucking, let's go trade with the South Americans and they'll think we're gods, you know?
1: Absolutely. There's plenty of things that have, that appear in history that were forgotten and weren't rediscovered. Thousand till thousands of years later, mm. and it's 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 sad that it's just negated like that. You know, they're, they're almost the assumption that they were just stupid and just on the cusp. But you know, that's something that, again. You know, in defense of that stuff, that's something that we can't say for sure either. You know, just like what you're saying.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's certain things you can't like, uh, like, like okay, like that pillar. We can say that existed. Like I, I remember the one that actually got me into the whole out of place objects thing was uh before i even knew that was a term was i heard about damascus steel uh you've heard that term yes it's it's steel that i think they finally figured out how to reproduce it but during our lifetime like i remember watching when i was a kid about these swords made of damascus steel that are better than the steel we could make today and when i say today i mean like 1987 whenever i watched the special that came out that year we still (laughs) didn't figure out damascus steel and how they made it so good it was just this mystery thing they didn't know how to make it and somewhere in my little kid mind like that i think that was the seed that and i was obsessed with pyramids but that's the seed of like wait a second i'm watching a tv and you can't figure out how some fucking what you're going to say is like some primitive caveman guy can't figure out how to make the sword really like that's this is absurd like this world's fake. This is, this can't be real. Like we couldn't have forgotten something when I'm watching it on a TV. And like my little kid head kind of just, I don't know, I guess just put it together of like, Oh yeah, we're just bullshit. We don't know what the fuck we're talking about. When we're talking about <laughs> the past. Like, yeah, this is just, we're just making shit up. you yeah. know?
1: Yeah. That's the thing that always blows my mind when it comes to this stuff is, is not, um, not also the amount of shit you can look up and shit that's mind boggling and things like that. But how much works people who control things, have put into hiding this shit like literally hiding it from us. Yeah, uh, it, the I, Grand Canyon, you you know, do you know about the the caves they found in the Grand Canyon?
0: Yeah, I've been wa- I've been watching uh, specials on that recently that um that that um uh, David Childress went there to try to find on the um the native the pueblo, I think are the ones there, right? Uh they they call it like the uh, the place where the emergence place is where they went underground when the world was turbulent with the ant people. And, yeah, uh, yeah, and then they came out of this place in the caves, and that's the same area where um supposedly they found Egyptian uh artifacts and all sorts of shit like that in you know in this this sacred cavern or whatever you know, like it's full out Egyptian you know mummies hieroglyphics, that kind of shit,
1: yeah, there's statues of Kali there there's there's a mess hall, there's a a huge cafeteria area, there's resting areas, there was uh like a sub base, apparently,
0: yeah, they See, this is where it gets fucked up to me, because it's, it's, I don't, like, I know people in academia. Like, I, like, I went to college, like, I know, I know professors, like, my, my uncle and my aunt are both, like, really high-level professors at, like, a, like, a, I don't want to name it, but, like, a really, really fucking good school. Like, super, like, not Ivy League, but, like, next door to Ivy League, Ivy League, you know? And, uh, I like, I talk to them about, not necessarily this stuff, but, like, I know them and they wouldn't hide this. Like, the entire point of getting degrees to, like, learn about shit is they're like us. Like, scientists and archaeologists are us. Like, they want to be, like, they just decided to go the, that route instead. Like, you went to musicianship, I started writing weird books. Like, if us with our weirdo interests got into archaeology, n- no one could convince us to not talk about that. Like, I, it's so, it's, it's so I don't, to me, and I'm not saying this is the truth, but to me, it seems more like a conspiracy of, of, uh, of like kind of money and not caring. Of, once that story gets out, it's very tough to get, uh, you know, someplace to fund this multi million dollar excursion into a theoretical cave that they're not sure where it is to find these objects that are impossible according to, you know, the, our current understanding of history. So for a university that's already strapped for cash, them getting that money together is i mean i would assume impossible you know
1: yeah i agree that'd be almost next to impossible
0: i mean i think like you know now with kickstarter and stuff and there's plenty of people like us like we just need somebody you know like a uh like a graham hancock or somebody like that or a childress to like you know get a crowdfund going for one of these places that theoretically has you know like that the um you know those uh what's it called like the the metal library down in South America. You heard about that? Those caves that, uh, Oh yeah. That was yeah.
1: fascinating. And
0: fucking uh, Neil Armstrong got, got r- r- uh, brought into it. Did you hear that part of it? No. Neil Armstrong got talked into it and he like funded it. And I think he was going to go on the next like mission down there. Like this, the story gets really <laughs> weird. Uh, but I think crowdfunding, like a Kickstarter thing of like saying, all right, well the Pueblo, like I know the one guy that I saw that special with children said, he'll show them what the caves are. Um, so apparently the neighbors are kind of fine with it, and or at least you can be like, "Here's a shitload of money." You know, maybe it could work that way, but it, I don't think it's like a conspiracy. I don't think people are hiding things. I think it's just they're 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 kind of just putting their hands over their eyes because it's just too it's too difficult, too money making, and just too hard for them to 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 make that step. You know, it's like that Zahi Was, the the Egyptian minister that well, he was the Egyptian antiquities minister. Like he's he's that jerk off that didn't let anybody dig anywhere. Like when they yeah. found evidence of like the uh, the room uh, uh, between the Sphinx paws that uh, Edgar Casey predicted. Like you know it's supposed to be like the secrets of Atlantis are in there. He's like fuck no you're not doing it. Like because he's just too traditional you know. So yeah that's it, a fucking shame though dude that shit. Yeah. man. See I don't think it's see I don't think it's a conspiracy I think it's a I think it's just like you know kind of old thinking of you know I just don't want to rethink the books and. Put the money in for something that could, you know, because like if it goes wrong, like it's just your career is over. Like, Absolutely. You know, it's yeah, just, that's a crapshoot. Yeah, because like you're like literally, like I'm digging here because of we did a a sonic scan or whatever the hell you call it based on a psychic, and then you get <laughs> down there and it's like you know it's just a natural cave that sort of looks square from the from the you know the seismograph or whatever you call it. Like so it's you know it, it, yeah, so I can see why it's not a conspiracy. Oh, at least to me, I don't think it's a conspiracy for that stuff, but. Going back to the thing, and this is the question I want to kind of like uh, wrap things up on, because miraculously, we've been talking for a fuck a long time. Um, oh, wow. Uh, so I'm kind of with you on the like every ancient culture. And it, when I say this, I want to say this very clearly. And I'm saying this in the most hipster way I possibly can. I was there first before ancient aliens. So when I say the things I'm going to say, I'm not talking about George Osoukalos, I'm not talking about that stupid fucking show, I'm talking about books that I bothered to read, and I've done the research since I'm a little kid. Every time I talk about this nowadays, that fucking show has ruined my life, because like, oh, yeah, ancient aliens, and they start quoting shit from that show, and it's like, no, they're just misquoting real shit, and just, you're ruining it for the rest of us. So, (laughs) anything I say is nothing to do with that fucking show, even though there's a ton of overlap. So... Yeah, all the ancient scriptures talk about, like the Enuma Lash talk about. I mean, these are these are sky creatures. They lived in the universe. They created us out of them. It's, I mean, it's it's a creation story based out of space. Uh, uh, that goes for the 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 Phoenicians, uh, their their creation mythos, or the uh, Mesopotamians. Or whatever, either way, most of the mythos over that way comes. It's space guys come down make us. South America, space guys come down make us. Uh, uh, Native Americans are. Uh, we've been here forever, but then space guys came down, saved us, put us in a cave. uh, the dream time in 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 Aboriginal culture is you know uh the space people taught us shit the uh the you know that what do you remember the name of that tribe in Africa that knew where like Sirius was, even though like
1: I forget, but I know exactly what you're talking about. They had that artifact that was able to point it out, and we and the yeah, we, world wasn't able to see that third star in that system until like the what the fucking 30s
0: yeah and we weren't like yeah like pretty much like like seven astronomers knew where it was before it was like the Dongo tribe or the uh oh something really close to that anyway but dugong it's it's um i just said something very close to it dugongs or anyway well i'm gonna put a whole shitload of links for people because i I can hear my skeptical audience you know cringing at this but skeptical audience (laughs) i'm putting a shitload of links and trust me there's gonna be a few of these that you're gonna just keep an open mind because there's some fucking mind-blowing shit so I'm with you that the ancient texts actually do really tell us that our world's older. Like, everyone, to, to a text, it says, yeah, we had, we've had we had ages. Like, every ancient culture has this concept of ages and cycles, and that we've been destroyed, we used to be better, then we got bad, then we got better, then we got bad. Here's my question, though, is, all right, so let's take the Enuma Lesh or, or, you know, the, the Sumerian text. How, I mean, I don't even know how to word it, but how did they know then? You know like so if the world had essentially ended how did they know how the world began any more than we did You know like so if, let's say the world is you know uh 200,000 years older and that's my conservative side of the estimate or or even fucking a million years whatever <laughs> and the world kind of ends you know and then but we're reading the stories after the world ended Why you know like how do they know what happened cuz the distance between them and the end of the world, you know, the, the end of the previous world, and them to us, we're probably a lot closer from them to us than them to where the world ended. That's true. So is it... Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to like, kind of wrap my head around that because it is weird that they all tell a similar story, but where the fuck would that story come from if the story involves... You know, not to go back to The Simpsons, but there's this one episode where Homer's telling this fantastical tale of what happened, and, and they, the, the guys he's telling it to are like, Wait, how do you know all that happened? What about all that crap that happened in China that you had all the dialogue for? Like that couldn't have, because there's all like that in this flashback, and he's like, eh, I don't know, I just assumed they were talking about me. <laughs> so it's so it's. I mean, how do they know? Like, how do they know what the people in China were talking about? So how did how did the Sumerians know that the you know that uh, that Marduk slay you know uh, uh, Tiamat, and then from from his body created us? You know, again, a snake creates the the world and the men. Like you know, like every fucking culture talks about it, so it's weird, but. Yeah, that's my question to you. So answer it now. <laughs> um,
1: for, for me, it all it all depends on how romantic you're willing to be with it. All this shit, all this stuff we talked about, I mean, they found fingers and icebergs in Canada that are six million years old. There's all this other stuff. There's, you know, when it comes to that type of stuff, but where we came from, you know, the Anunnaki, they could have been observing us from somewhere else because they came here they left. They came back. They left because they were using us as a mining planet. They wanted, they wanted gold and platinum and whatnot. I guess because that makes for better electronic components and stuff like that.
0: Oh, that's but weird. It, wait, wait, um, wait. Let me stop you there because I do want to tell the audience about this. I'm glad you pointed that out. Uh, unless you're in the middle of like a really salient point, and then continue, and I'll remind me to say something about that. Oh no, go ahead. Oh, uh, because I'm glad you pointed that out because that's that's a fucking mindfuck too. <laughs> that's like that. That's like that pillar. So. Um, what's the dude that wrote Fingerprint of the Gods? Uh, 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 Weird Van Donikin. Um, yeah, Eric Van Donenken. Yeah, so he writes yeah. this, and he says the Anunnaki came because they wanted gold, and they wanted gold because the gold will be made into particulates and put into their atmosphere because their their atmosphere has gone bad. 20, 30 years later, we come up, scientists. We come up with the idea that to fight global warming, we could suspend particulate gold or shiny flakes in our mm-hmm. atmosphere to fix the atmosphere. Von Daniken is a fucking scholar of, like, ancient languages and shit. He's not a physicist. He's not an atmospherical science scientist. But he wrote a book in the 70s that predicted physics to the letter of, of, you know, with the gold particles, you know, based around this ancient, you know, ancient text or whatever. That's like a pillar right there. I mean, that's... You can touch that. Like, there's copies of that book that you can pick up that it's a first printing from the 70s and said things that should not have been known b- because the, we didn't know about that yet. Absolutely. That's amazing. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm glad you pointed that out because I was another one of those ones that I'm like, oh, that's – because Venonkin for the most part, everybody says his translations blow. Either way, yeah. his, his translations blow, but they blew in a way that he predicted fucking physics, you know, or whatever you call it, <laughs> atmospheric <laughs> science, you know. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: All right, so but sorry.
0: I, I completely interrupt you. All right, so, so romanticism, uh, Russian finger in the ice, uh, uh, Anunnaki keep uh, getting us for gold.
1: Yeah, you can look at it in different ways. If there's shit that people are finding, like you had mentioned in that block of coal that there was a a hammer, that's happened a hundred times. There's a fucking iron found in one, in coal that's a million years old, and stuff like that. That stuff, to me, like you said, the Earth's surface changes so many times. It's, you know, it could be explained. It very well could be explained. But when it comes down to other things like the creation of humanity and where we came from and when all that stuff started... There's other types of things that have been left behind. The Piri Piri maps, I mean, even Solomon himself supposedly had a, a device called the Birmana that he flew around in. And there's written documents of him drawing North America and all these places that didn't exist. You know, plenty of people have done it. So there's, there's, there's information of oh parts and then there's artifact of oh parts and the uh, the information I think is where we'll find what we're looking for. There's too many things like, you know, texts from the Ottoman Empire in the 16th century that show Brazil. Yeah. And you know, stuff like that. Well,
0: so the, there's, there's, uh, there's, j- the pure <coughs> map, that's uh, again, for the, for the audience sake, that's uh that's a map they found and it's provably, I, I think it's, it's provably 1600s. Um, yeah, but it's, it's, it is older, but that's like the that's like the last like the provable, provable one. And when it was made, they said it was a copy of a map from 13 whatever. Like the cartographer, that copied it said, "I'm copying a map from 1385 from this fellow." But uh, the period reason map shows Antarctica on it uh, before Antarctica was discovered, and the and this is not something I've looked up, but I've heard enough times, so I'm going to repeat it, but take it with a grain of salt. That the the outline of Antarctica, the 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 Coastline of Antarctica actually matches what Antarctica would look like under the ice.
1: Oh, wow, really? Yeah.
0: And I just I just want to catch the, because uh, you said Piri Reese, and um, I always forget that you and I can say things like that,
1: <laughs> and then,
0: like, the vast majority of people that are going to be listening be like, what the fuck is a Piri Reese?" And, like, you know, how do you look that up? Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point about the knowledge versus, like, yeah, the, the artifacts of, because, yeah, there's these weird, you know, like, there's uh, the... the like in South America, they talk about the guys that showed up with beards. you know it's like well, they don't have beards, like how do you make up a beard
1: yeah, exactly yeah. all the their, their carvings and the you know just even the Mayans have carvings of people that that don't look like they look like uh Caucasian people,
0: oh yeah, like the the Olmec heads, the giant heads, yeah, like, look at a fucking dude from South America and <laughs> look at like a you know a native you know African that's African features on that Olmec head. They Yeah, mad in especially Africa. when it,
1: they have examples of themselves. That's a, uh, you know, that's a uh, somebody from this area. That's somebody from this area. That's
0: somebody from this area. That is not somebody from yeah, this area. Like, <laughs> that's a black dude. Like, it's literally, <laughs> like, that's, like, in the old days, that's, uh, you know, I don't know what the proper term is anymore, but when I grew up, uh, when I was taking anthropology, they called it those Negroid features. Like, and I'm, if that's offensive nowadays, I don't mean it that way. I just don't know what the modern term is. But when I was in archaeology and uh, anthropology, you know, 10 years ago, they, they called it Negroid features. It's there, like they had the, the wide, wider nose. Like it's, like it, it's just a black dude. Like it's a dude from Africa. Like there's no doubt about this because the next sign over is like, oh hey look, that guy looks like a guy from South America. It's not like they just sucked at carving, like for some reason. <laughs> oh, on the big heads, we just decided to like, and eh, the nose was easier this way. No, they were master fucking craftsmen, and they were showing black dudes because we had a worldwide culture. Like that's you know, it's it's pretty goddamn obvious, you know, because everybody talks about it, but. It's just how you know how far back it is. And stuff, yeah. It's really, yeah. It's hard
1: to say. It's something you have. There's a lot of things that are uh, amazing, like those, those little balls that they're finding in Africa, two point eight billion years old. Holy shit, that sounds fucking cool. That's amazing. That's cool. But there's other shit, that's fucking undeniable. There's shit out there yeah. that's, you know, like you said, we can touch. But just you know, my advice to people is just look into it more. Look at stuff like uh, the Prioreas map. Look at stuff. You know, read about Solomon, read about stuff like that. Not so much a fucking shoe that's two million years old. As, I mean, that's most likely that's bullshit. And if not, just appreciate the story. Open your mind. There has to be a sliver yeah. of, yeah, a possibility, each way, skeptic or not.
0: Yeah, and you bring up a good point there, and I, I would like to warn anybody, if this is the first time you're kind of at least listening to this, I'm not a funny Georgiosoukoulos, ancient aliens level. Because, honestly, I've done research. Like, I'm not a dumb person. Like... I'm not going to believe in this kind of shit. Like, unless there actually is some decent evidence. If you see anything that involves the word Nephilim, or if you see uh, anything that human footprints in, and then they talk about some date, it shouldn't be there. Ignore those. Chew a website. Those are bullshit. They're made-up nonsense, and you will find a Photoshop picture of an angel at some point on it. It is <laughs> horseshit. I just—it is a warning because oftentimes you'll find interesting stuff on there, but it's—it's it's absolute horseshit because that thing. But anyway, let me ask you because I don't know this one. Uh Solomon, I did not know. I know Vimnana from I, like I read the Mahabharata and they they're all over the place in there. Um
1: yeah.
0: and I did not know Solomon made any reference to that. Where where does that come from?
1: Uh the Bible. Oh, it's actually in the
0: Bible. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, there's a few uh things like that and just just tons of. I've done a, I love the story of Solomon. I mean, there's a lot of things in the in the Bible. If you believe in it or not, it's still a fantastic book.
0: Yeah, I don't, really, a lot of yeah, I don't really know that, it's Solomon's story. Like, he's, I know it's the Temple of Solomon. I didn't know there was, like, mystical shit with him. Like, what?
1: Well, that's what's cool about Solomon. Uh, that's why I, I was always drawn to Solomon is that he's one of the people who's actually supposedly spoke to God. And God asked him, you know, what do you want? If you could have anything in this world, what, what do you want? And Solomon was just such a, a cool dude and had such a sound heart, even as a young man he was asked this, he said, well, I just, I want to be able to, because he's you know, next in line to rule, I just want to have the knowledge to rule my people fairly and justly. I just want to be able to do that job good. And God supposedly told him, do you understand that you didn't ask me for any money or for the death of your enemies or anything like that? And he's like, uh, I guess. I mean, I just want to do my job right. And I guess, please God, God told him, I'm going to give you all the knowledge in the world and all the power in the world so that you do, you know, run shit properly for your people. Oh, no shit. Yeah. I the,
0: just didn't the, know that. Yeah.
1: His fortune is supposed to be more than every grain of sand in the desert. He that, had more gold. See,
0: that part I knew. That, now i thing that thinking about it, I knew, I knew he we was supposed to be rich as fuck, Solomon's Temple, and he was the dude that uh, said chop a baby in half. And then the real mom's like, no, 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 don't hurt the baby. That was Solomon, yeah, right? Yeah, that, yeah. That's
1: a great story. Yeah, for that I is mean, good story, yeah. That type of thinking from back in time, two people claim one baby. They take it to Solomon. Solomon says, cut it in half. You guys fucking arguing too much? Cut it in half. And so the, they go to cut it in half, and the mom speaks up and goes, okay, it's not mine. She can take it. And he goes, you're the mother. Yeah. You would rather watch this baby die. That's, that's the brilliance of Solomon. And that's cool. He's one of the people who uh, supposedly spoke to God, uh, you know. There's evidence of existence of him,
0: and yeah. What he's done. Well, I know that. Yeah, there's that one. Yeah, uh, there's like evidence of his actual temple in 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 you know Jerusalem or whatever. Um, yeah, I don't I don't mind that stuff. Like I, I should I should be clear because I, I tend to be like instantaneously mean to them because uh, I expect people to understand what I'm saying. I don't give—I don't care about Christians. Like, I'm not mad at them. I'm mad at fundamentalists believe in every word of the Bible, Christians. Because they call my friends faggots and try to burn them. Like, I don't like them at all, and I'm fine with saying that. Like, I actually—I'm not a big hater of things. Eh, I'm not even going to say hate them, because I don't hate them. But I find them kind of disgusting. So, earlier when I was saying Christianity immediately makes me think it's wrong, I mean a very specific flavor of kind of shithead in the, in the, in the tradition of sadistic Roman rulers— Christians not not like uh read a cool book full of wisdom and actually use the wisdom to better your life Christians I have they're good for them, thumbs up, Jesus says some cool shit. I just kind of take it for granted that people like understand what I'm saying, and without me actually giving any evidence towards it i'm I'm being very specific to like Westboro Baptisty people and people <laughs> and people that that are like you know Darwin wasn't part monkey like that you know those people can they can they can go suck a dick like I, that's yeah sorry.
1: Yeah, there's there's an asshole in every group of people. Yeah,
0: I just, I, I always pick on them because that's the one I kind of grew up near and they're the ones that currently are fucking with my life. You know, not my life, but like the, any time I read about science, that like these people have to show up. So, um, yeah, no, because I've actually read the Bible and there's some cool shit in there. Like i read uh, uh, most of the Old Testament. That's what's kind of surprising. I didn't remember that Solomon uh, stuff. But also, uh, that was a million years ago I read that. But what's interesting, so um, him having a Vimana, uh, in, so I read the Mahabharata and... That's the you know the the uh, Hindu kind of Bible quote unquote, but it's you know yes. it's just this giant collection of stories, and it's uh, at times tremendously interesting, at other times tremendously boring, and at all times horrifically confusing. But yes. um, <laughs> there, because uh, there's more characters than could be imagined. It is just it's 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 like uh, it's like. I I I can't even put it. Yeah, it's it's the most confusing fucking book ever. Like the lead characters so are like fifteen, and you're supposed to know all the names. But after reading that, the v- Vimanas, at least in the translation that I read, sounded more like floating cities that the gods hung out in. Like reading the descriptions in that book did not evoke to me a spaceship. Like you know, like when you when you watch those specials, they go, well, the Vimanas are obviously described as as, as UFOs or flying saucers. The, there's I didn't see a single reference to saucer shape. Like they say, his flying city or his, you know, there's these giant, you know, uh, palace. Yeah, palace in the sky, not, not a a, a, a you know, because there's um I think in the Bible they talk about the flying shields or maybe it's yeah. is that the Bible or is that or is that Norse?
1: I think the zeal, when he had his experience. Well, that's with, yeah,
0: that's the wheel within the wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one, maybe it's the Norse stories. Well, one of them talks about a, a golden shield in the sky.
1: Alexander the Great didn't. Alexander the Great weren't his men attacked by a, a
0: flying shield? I oh, remember. maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. I'm like, I'm kind of just in my head. I'm picturing like warlike people, not warlike, uh, a military group, and seeing a shield in the sky. Uh, so maybe it was Alexander the Great, but that would make sense. And then to me, as a modern person, go, that sounds like a flying saucer because that sounds like a flying saucer. They would say, Yeah, I'm going to describe it in the terms as best I can. Hey look, it's a round thing and it's shiny. It's a shield in the sky. They don't like you don't you don't see like you know pictures of a of a UFO and go, "You know what? That kind of looks like um that looks like the Taj Mahal." Like you wouldn't do that. Like they have shields. They would say like it looks like it looks like a, a big earring or whatever round shiny thing they had. So uh, I mean, I don't know if it's just a translation issue, but it's weird to see Solomon having something like that. So I wonder if it's uh I wonder if it's a uh like, which direction those stories come from. Like, whether it's the early... Like, I wonder if you read, like, the early Mahabharata. They were just, you know, they were ships in the sky. And then... Because the Mahabharata is a lot of bragging. It's like, Arjun gets, like, a bigger weapon. He gets the, you know, the... He gets uh, Rama's weapon. And then and then uh, the guys they're fighting gets, you know, uh, Shiva's weapon. And they go back and forth. It's like an arms race. So, I wonder if, like, kind of that braggardly telling... If you go back to, like, the earliest form of the Mahabharata, it says you know, just a ship the guy's hanging out in, you know, or or, uh, or a sphere that he rides around on instead of, you know, a giant flying palace. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, it's, unfortunately it's a good point that involves reading, uh, I don't even know the name of the language that Hindus write in. Hindi, I guess? Well, maybe. Sans- Sanskrit? Yeah. Is that is that it?
1: I, get, I believe so. I get
0: everything confused, because Sanskrit to me, because I'm an idiot, because there's sand in it, I always think it's like Bible area. <laughs> like i'm not i wish i was kidding like because it says sanskrit i i like i guess when i was little i heard Sanskrit, so my, like so to this day i think sanskrit i think you know sandstone i think bible area and i know it's wrong but immediately my head goes that way yeah
1: it does for me too. Yeah. <laughs> I have to admit.
0: yeah oh good i'm glad because honestly it's, it makes sense like it but that's just because the english way we're saying it but it's just one of these weird uh, things um yeah uh, sorry I, I i've yapped at you for for a fucking million years here um uh, anything else you you wanted to add? Do you have anything else that uh, that you had like a um? Th- I don't actually have time limits on the show, but I figured we've been here for a while. But uh, did you have like a like a note sheet and you're like, oh, I wanted to bring up this thing?
1: Oh, it's just little tiny things like you know stuff I already mentioned. That, you know, if it interests people, go check out stuff. You know, like the you know you can read about the human footprint that's supposedly wearing a sandal found in a shale deposit that's three to six hundred million years old. You know, there's tons of stuff to go read. It's, it's either way it's entertaining, it's fun and it's just something you can read that a lot of people don't know about. There's not, you know, it's not readily available. It's interesting shit and just entertain ideas about everything. Yeah. When I, when I see something, you know, if, you know, today fucking CNN comes on right now and there's video of Bigfoot kicking over a garbage can in a campsite turning around and then running from the camera, I'm not going to say we have a Bigfoot. That's it. Bigfoot's real. That's not the case. And for me, my mind goes, well, that fucking needs to be looked into. So, I mean, just can keep that in mind. But if the, the stuff interests you, read it. Check it out. It's awesome stuff. There's tons and tons of examples. of beat your mind's ass
0: yeah and uh, you bring up a good point that the sandal footprint thing um when i was making that comment about the footprint in the uh next there's a whole bunch of websites that have footprints next to dinosaur footprints and they're always like right next to each other those are the ones when i say that website is complete bullshit i don't yeah well same with
1: the giant the giant human skeletons yeah is
0: i i'm just more if somebody's new to this because there actually are footprint things that are legitimate that are when i mean legitimate i mean legitimately mysterious But the vast majority of websites, when you look towards that angle, are so horseshit. And, And then any good websites might get their sources from somewhere shitty. So I just kind of always, if somebody's new into this, I always just lean away from that, even if it's interesting. Because it's just, there's roads you can take that way that'll take you so far away from anything that could possibly be legitimate. And it might, like, sour you for the whole field. While there are a lot of, like, much more valid, much more you can look directly at and say this is you know like that pillar like that pillar is a lot easier to wrap your head around than this you know uh brontosaurus footprint or you know whatever though that that stegosaurus on the hindu temple is fucked up i'm sure you <laughs> saw that picture that thing's
1: yeah that's strange too it's just like the the people in the congo you know about mokele membe the living dinosaur that's supposed to be there yeah the explorers took or not explorers but you know people went there in modern times and taken them giant books of pictures of animals and they don't know what this is because you know there's not in that area. They don't know what this animal is. They've never seen it, but you know they they got to a picture of a brontosaurus and they're like, "Okay, maybe." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, that's guy.
0: yeah, we know." It's him.
1: Like yeah. cat, dog, chicken, dinosaur, fish. It was just natural to them. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's awesome. That's, yeah, yeah, that's a weird thing too. But that stegosaurus on that temple—that's nothing but a fucking stegosaurus. I don't care what anybody says.
0: Yeah, it's weird, and because the thing is, like, all the other animals look like animals. It's not like they were just kind of making weird shit up. You know? Like, yeah. Because, like, there's, like, the Japanese things, like the the yokai, like, the the weird, like, strange creatures of Japan, and uh, there's a ton of those, and, like, a lot of them are kind of, could be, you know, um, uh, cryptozoological things, but most of them are just, like, kind of half ghost story, half, you know, half monster tale and woven yeah. in there might be some actual like cryptozoological evidence but most of it is just just bullshit made up stuff but the rest of that temple it's all just like oh look there's you know there's a there's a rhino you know there's there's a there's a tiger there's a and then it's like well there's a stegosaurus there's no <laughs> yeah, like
1: there's no griffins or yeah, or there, like crossbreed animal thing you know it's just all animal 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 dinosaur
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's not like oh look there's the there's the giraffodon like there's no you know it's it's <laughs> they it, just all normal shit and then stegosaurus but um yeah, that's that's super interesting too. Yeah, um the other thing I was gonna bring up to you, and this is not something we can talk about now because I haven't read it in a while, but do you know about Hamlet's Mill? No. Okay, um uh, make a note of finding Hamlet's Mill or at least find like a Hamlet's Mill is kind of where this all came from, and I tried to read it and I just wasn't in the mind state to do it, and I gotta go back to it. So Hamlet's Mill is these are like actual like uh uh like literary scholars from like like, some, like, good, like, Harvardy place, you know, like, legit, like, these are, like, actual dudes, they went through and studied all the old texts, and they found what they think is, like, a a, a coded information of the lost culture, and they keep finding these numbers that repeat, you know, like, 12,400 years is, like, the the cycle in one of the, you know, maybe it's a yuga or one of the, one of the, the or whatever down in South America, like, but they found this encoded, That's all this math and these references to the previous culture and how long it takes to get back and when they fell and where they're from. And apparently it just kind of hit them plain side. and they went through and did this exhaustive thing it's called Hamlet's Mill. It's really fucking interesting. And the modern day people like us, it seems like no one's like knows this book. But this is like the, re- I mean, this is like the legit shit. Like this is the literary study. Like you, you were talking about going through the early text. Like this is the legit, like... Real scholars like that go to like legitimate translations that are housed in the, like the best institutions in the world, and then said, "Look, this is what we found." And they found these people, you know, these sequences that just like the procession of ages. I think it's based around, you know, with the the wobble of the the Earth's uh, axis. Yeah, you know that term, procession of the ages. Yeah. Um, they they like they're like they found it encoded in all these different cultures, and it's really weird. And they're doing it just as a strict scholar scholarly thing. So. I just always try to, anybody that's interested in this, I always try to turn them on to that because really at some point I want someone that's got a lot more patience than me to read it and like explain it to me because it's, I'm going to go back and read it at some point, but uh, it's one of those ones that it's like, it's an actual scholar book. Like, it's not like, it's not like one of these fun ones with pictures. So, like, this is like, this is like real, this is like legit real shit. So it's like, eh, I don't know. This is, <laughs> I want, like, I really want to read it, but I more want someone that I trust to read it for me. And then, because <laughs> I want the footnotes or the cliff notes and then I'll go and read it because it's like, Doing it for myself, it's like, ah, oh, man, I don't want to be the guy in charge of like telling everybody about this. You know, <laughs> somebody else take the mantle. That's understandable. Yeah, uh, I got other things to do. I write my own books. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. I think uh, that that's good. I think we covered the topic. I think we've uh, uncovered the mysteries of the universe, and we did a good job of it. Right on. Uh, do you have anything you want to? Oh, well, you're at face on on the Twitter there. Yes, sir. And uh, I know you're you're a musician type. Do you do you have like a like a a band you're in that you want to like plug a website or anything like that you want to put it on the website uh
1: not really I've just, I've, I've, i i i kind of quit playing music but uh that's I, I don't really care yeah i didn't mean to <laughs> make,
0: i didn't mean to make it sad you know i just oh, oh, no, no, like, no, <laughs> oh, kind of quit playing music all my dreams died you know <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing like that i
1: i just i couldn't play drums anymore due to an injury but uh if people want to hear it i mean geez, they can go to myspace.com backslash the red phantom, that's me playing drums, I guess. But I, I don't do too much music anymore.
0: Oh, cool. I mean, you got kids and shit, so you know, or at least a kid. So yeah. 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 That that takes up more time than um, fun things. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure having a kid's fun. You get to watch Nightmare <laughs> Before Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's just you know, your kid's
1: six months old. You talk to the guys in the about your kid, and you tell him, "Hey, Blue did this," and they turn around and look at you and say, "Who's Blue?" You kind of don't really give a fuck about that type of person anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah. Wait, your kid's named Blue. Yes. It's like B-L-U-E? B-L-E-U. Oh, B-L-E-U. Yes. Oh, cool. Why, uh, Why, if I may ask? I mean, that's a cool uh, name. I'm just curious.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Her name was supposed to be uh, Blue Pearl. Yeah. And it's it's a, a certain type of stone, granite, that me and her mother love. And uh, just as Zero Hour came down to it, we just stuck with Blue. She has her mother's first name. Her middle name's Blue. So we just call her Blue.
0: That's cool. Why? Why the um? I guess with the French spelling.
1: Uh, I don't know. That's just the way your mom picked. Oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, it was uh, yeah, the the first birth wasn't an easy one, so I was just like, call it whatever you want. <laughs> Let's go. home.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. No, I mean that's a, I, honestly, that's a cool name. Like I, that's I wouldn't have asked it if you said like you know you know, Janet or something. I was like, oh wow, neat name. Well done.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I got blue and violet.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Oh that's yeah, my, awesome.
1: the youngest one's name is Violet.
0: You no, know, do you spell Violet like the the way the color's spelled in English or do you have like a fun spelling on that too?
1: No, it's V I O L E T.
0: Oh okay. Cuz it'd be funny if you like started fucking around with that too like just to like kind of match up, you know. Like spell it you know spell it like some like uh, the E T T E or something, you know? like some some <laughs> some, some French name. Yeah, <laughs> just keep going. You know, your, your kid's name is like girl, <laughs> you know, good <your> boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. This is my daughter Brida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a this is aqua. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, and that's uh that's Fleshtone, our youngest. <laughs> Just a crayola set of kids. Oh yeah. <laughs> this is opaque Caucasian. Yeah. Oh god, that'd be awesome. Oh like a little opaque. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> <laughs> we call her opie Kaka for sure yeah. oh, be, oh that, that actually is an adorable kid name oh well, there you go so i want some credit uh next kid you have and you, <laughs> you're calling you call him opie Kaka. <laughs> Holy
1: shit, that's awesome.
0: fuck yeah uh well i'm glad uh to have you on and uh that went very quickly so thank you very much no uh, problem i had a blast
1: journey. anytime dude
0: yeah yeah that's uh yeah that's uh good stuff and we'll uh We'll plumb the depths of the mysteries next time and hopefully uh, just, you know, read Hamlet's Mill and uh, get back to me on that. Um, and if you can write, like, just a short, like, six to seven pages um, with annotations, of course, uh, single-sided, don't be a dick, uh, Times, <laughs> Times New Roman 11, uh, that'd be nice. And then just send it to me and I'll, I'll you know, and then I'm not, I'm going to pretend I did it, but, you know, in our hearts we'll know you did <laughs> oh, right, yeah. All right, cool. I will uh, see you on the Twitter there. Absolutely,
1: man. Thanks for having me on.
0: Uh, no problem. Thank you for coming. All right, see you.